Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Black and Abroad, an interview series highlighting the lived experiences of Black expats around the world. I'm Kendall Tyson, your host, licensed therapist, and fellow Black expat. We have an amazing episode in store for you today. And with that, I would like to welcome our newest guest, Char Winter. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I'm hello, so glad that you're so here. Long. Yes, I cannot wait for this discussion because our last talk was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Um, just the way that we got connected yes. and then being Thank able to come on um, <laughs> expat chats, it was yeah. like it was kismet. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so organically just like this in the timing too, with everything yeah. going on, being the new year and some events happening you know uh, yeah. with recent passings in the mainstream media so it was just yeah. really really timely and I'm, our community got a lot from it I would definitely tell it was, you that it felt yeah. so good to be able to share that information with you with great company so you know I'm sure we'll do more of this in the yes. future <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well let me introduce our audience to you Shar. Shar is a social entrepreneur who promotes racial equity social advocacy and community empowerment she is the founder and CEO of Expat Inc. and creator of the Expat app with an X, um, which connects the global Black community that works, studies, and lives abroad. With representation from over 120 countries and territories across the globe, the app includes the world's largest online directory for Black expats, nomads, and study abroad students. I am a member. I can attest to that. Um, <laughs> Equipped with insights from her global experience, Sherilyn is on a mission to improve the social mobility and overall well-being of the Black community by providing exposure and access to experiences, networks, and opportunities abroad. Originally from Detroit, the Spelman grad, okay, (laughs) currently resides in Lisbon, Portugal, where she devotes her time to growing the expat community, exploring new cultures, and investing in passion projects. I am so excited and glad to have you here with us today. Happy to be here. So and, don't tell me, well, oh, sorry, let, me, let me just say this. I did not know that you went to Spelman. Girl, that was my dream school since <laughs> I was 10. I, I went on the Black college tour in high school and from the moment I touched down I said oh okay I'll be going to Spelman like <laughs> I was gonna do whatever it took because uh it was just you know what I mean you know how you same way when I came to Portugal I just felt like I belonged I was like man it's yeah. just so much excellence there and yeah. one of the best decisions of my life um really really one of the best decisions of my life going there the sisterhood is a match and so it's the experience so yeah I have a few friends that have graduated from Spelman and I have some from Morehouse I actually lived in Atlanta for two years Oh, After okay. I graduated from UT, um, okay. and my sister, while she was at UT in Knoxville, so University of Tennessee running track, it's, mm-hmm. girl, I love, I love all things Spelman, I love Atlanta, I love the culture, oh. all of Man, it. it's such a great experience. Anybody listening, if you have young ladies who are, you know, looking at colleges, highly recommend, I mean, any of the HBCUs, because the HBCU experience is just unmatched, like it yeah. is. It's hard to describe it because you just got to experience it. Yeah. But, um, even after leaving, there's just an ultimate um, network, like a automatic connect with people who, who've gone. Um, yeah. And so at HBCUs when we see or meet each other abroad or anywhere else in the world. 
right because they're everywhere i mean i went to my pwi <laughs> oh I, I well trust me i went to pwi for grad school so yeah i was at uh, nc state okay yeah. and i'm thinking of an hbcu for my doctorate in counseling at hanson oh, nice. they have a great online phd in counseling program so okay right so, you know, before we get into the meat of what we're going to discuss, I always like to start with asking guests, who are you? Who is Char? Who would you say you are? Oh, man. So on paper, founder of Expat, but off paper, um, yeah. I am a lover of all things travel. I'm like travel obsessed. Um, I love the way that I feel, how I can be present when I'm traveling. So that's just something that really brings me joy. And I like exploring new cultures and meeting people. Um, and I love scrapbooking, gelato. <laughs> so I just, I center myself around the things that I love and just really go for it. I'm like, you know, and if I realize I don't like something, then I'm like, all right, try something new. So pretty, uh, I would say ambitious overall because <laughs> when I set my mind to do something, it's really no talking me out of it. So, yeah. I hear you. I'm wondering, you know, with all of the innovation that you've been able to engage in the spaces that you're working in, how has that that spirit of travel and living by your own terms really manifested itself in your the way that you're living now oh well one of the things I travel it forces you to almost challenge you know things you've been like the way you've been socialized because you start to get exposure to different lifestyles to different yeah. ways of thinking living existing and so the more places I go to and see I'm like, wait a minute, do I have to work a nine to five my whole life and wait until retirement to, you know, enjoy my life? Do I have to be married at a super young age? Do I have to spend all this money on a wedding when I can spend it on a gap year? Like, you know, I started challenging so many things um, and it was through the exposure, right? Because even like as a young kid, um, one of the most impressionable trips was a trip back to my mother's country. Um, both my mom, my parents are from Jamaica. Okay. And I went to the country where my mother is from, like not the city tourist part, but like the real, real country into the mountains and with very little like material things. Cause you know, Detroit is very materialistic and all these things. Um, like my family was happy, self-sustained and all. So I started questioning, you know what I mean? Like materialism, consumerism, yeah. all these things that I think um, in the States are really programmed into your head and start thinking about. So at a really young age, that idea of like, I guess you could say lifestyle by design, like designing a life that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, it, the seed was planted because I, I started challenging things. I was like, oh, that don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think to work hard. Cool. To work hard. <laughs> exactly. To kind yeah. of like the origin story of, mm -hmm. you know, your family and how, you know, they've been able to amass what they have to get, you know, to oh the point God. of being in the U.S. and, you know, yes. growing and vibing you with culture. And then it sounds as if giving you the freedom to be confident in making these decisions for yourself and supporting you and things of that nature. Oh, man. So one of the things I'm so grateful for, I have the best support system. I mean, my mother is hands down. She's the biggest blessing. I don't know anyone like my mom, um, just the level of wisdom, faith, kindness that she carries in her like everyday life. It's not like she's just putting on certain right. situations. She's That's who she is at the core. Um, and she's gone through so much. So, 
through my mother, I get a lot of inspiration, but also a lot of support. So like you said, the freedom to do whatever, my mom really let us explore, you know, growing up. Um, she, you know, and I think that that gave me confidence, right? Because you try things and I know if I mess up or fail, I have my mom who's always right. going to be there rooting for me. Um, and I know a lot of people don't have that. So I, that's why I don't, and my grandmother as well, my sister, um, close friends. So my support system is A1. Like that's what really um, makes me feel not afraid to, even when I'm scared of something or doing something new, I know worst case scenario, I'll always have a roof over my head. Yeah. If that makes any sense. So yeah. I'm okay to like take certain risks. Yeah, um, financially and also just with my actual life. So yeah, yeah. My dad says this thing about you can always come back home, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a good feeling to know that it is. It is. It's. It's like I don't want to, but yeah, but knowing, knowing that I can yeah. is yes. one of the most important things that's gonna help. I would imagine to help us get through whatever yes. difficulties we encounter, whatever setbacks we may have. Um, so just to hear you say that, what I so I I heard this term earlier. I was listening to a podcast um, by the school psychologist, the black school psychologist, and the lady that he was interviewing was talking about this thing called a constellation of care, and mm. the way it, I was just like, oh, that sounds like interesting, and so yeah, it really just. <laughs> Right. And I want to do more research and really figure out what my own looks like. But what you're sharing and what it really discusses is what are what are and who are the people, the resources, the connects that you have around you that helps to build you up, support you, provide that safety net um, that helps to inoculate you against all the things that the world will throw, especially as a black woman creator. Um, oh, <laughs> engaging in male-dominated space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine if you could think about that, the constellation of care, you're in this center and you have all of these different elements of care around you. What would you say mm-hmm. some of the, in addition to what you just shared, some of the mm-hmm. more important ones are that you maybe have just realized? Oh, well, definitely. I think like grounding myself in gratitude <laughs> because it's so easy when you're going through hard times to look at all the bad, of, oh, I'm sick or, oh, I don't feel, yeah. or, oh, I'm not getting funding. But I'm like, look, focus on what you have. And I feel very connected to the ancestors. When I say I feel very connected, my ancestors are with me. So like mm-hmm. my grandma just transitioned. She is with me. You know what I mean? So again, it's focusing on like, yes, the physical person may not be here, but I am so connected to them that the physical presence does not change that connection, which yeah. is another reason why I can be abroad because again, I may not physically be with my family, but I know we're connected and I know that support is there. So the, the physical presence doesn't change anything. Um, exactly. So I would say that grounding myself in some gratitude, which is hard sometimes. <laughs> and also um, just like knowing that I'm protected from outside of the physical people who are still here with me, I'm protected by my ancestors. Like I'm yeah. very much so. And they have, spoken to me in so many different ways and cared and covered me as well through a lot so girl uh, listen yeah. you see the truth of power we listen, i'm wearing an ancestor too <laughs> okay. listen, and you know you'll get these ancestral nudges sometimes mm-hmm. and you know it won't make sense but a lot of times we're so uh, we're in toxic environments or we're not being still enough yeah so we miss the message you know yes. and so i tell people like you got to learn how to be still sometimes and it's a lot of distractions in the world but if you really really have something where you need like you need clarity to make a decision on you got to be still get yep. yourself still yeah i think that is very 
important, poignant, and challenging as (laughs) professional, you know, working Black women, creative Black women, Black women in general, um, that want a certain standard for themselves, that have been called to a certain level of what can I say? It's not, it's not notoriety, but it is responsive. I would say responsibility. Responsibility, yes. Really understand yes. that in order to continue to engage in the work that you've been called to do, you're led to do, it is, you know, part of your story, you have to learn how to engage in that rest and be still and mm. know that your identity is not centered in those <laughs> particular, and as I say this to you, I say this to you, I'm still having to remind myself of all of these things. Oh, oh, listen, it's a constant struggle. Like I'm sitting here sharing gems, but it's gems that I learned from not following these things. <laughs> so you brought up one of the most important words for us and that I want Black women specifically to embrace rest. We have been socialized, specifically Black American women, um, to always be productive and our value to be attached to what value we are bringing to somebody or somebody else. Yes. And I want us to rest. Like, Post stop. No explanation about it or anything. I want right. us to rest. Period. I want us to embrace it unapologetically because the way that we are socialized to operate is not a sustainable way. And it does like, it takes away the richness of life because we're always working and then feeling guilty when we're not. And I had to uncondition myself for that. And that's how I ended up taking that gap year, which turned into two gap year. I mean, two years. But I took that career break because yeah. I watched my father pass away. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, like, I would be damned if I work myself to death right before retirement, Yeah, you know, before I get an opportunity to benefit from the fruits of all my labor and work. So right. his death was like a triggering point for me and a turning point. Um, and not just, you know, I come from a family of hard workers, perfectionists, yeah. you know, um, and they, we had to be right. My ancestors, my mother, my dad, my grandma, you know, they had to be, they really didn't have the choice. Right. But thankfully for the work that they've done, they've positioned my sister and I and future generations. We don't have to, um, we, when I say we don't have to, we have to work, obviously, but I'm saying like there are certain things that like we've been positioned for success and not have to work ourselves into the ground, you know? Right. So embracing that rest, honoring our ancestors and all the sacrifice they made by resting too. Exactly. Uh, I'm just a huge advocate of, um, of us doing it and doing it unapologetically because we are socialized not to do these things. <laughs> I hear you. And I I think one of the things that resonates with me most is through the examples that we've been given, we know the value of hard work, Mm -hmm. but it's the, it is the untethering ourselves from the need to, again, produce for others without giving ourselves that same level of grace and understanding in order to continue to do our very- Exactly. You want to rest to do the work. Nothing works like, and what they say, nothing in nature uh, like works year year long with no rest. Right. You know? Like I mean, we see that in nature. Like things need a break. <laughs> I do. Like here we go fall. You know, here we exactly. go winter. There's a hibernating season in order for you to regain your stores, regain your power, reclaim your time, so that you can reclaim show up. Right time. Time. Listen, Auntie Maxine, I got a pen of hers on a jacket over there. Um, oh my gosh, so powerful for that sure. Was so powerful. So I want to kind of circle back to something that you you stated that the example that you were provided to be able to be free, right, and mm-hmm. to go do these things um, with your mom, you know, teaching just 
be free. You know, you can do all these things because you have a bank. One of the yes. things I've noticed with talking to people is the fear of going abroad, taking a gap year, being a nomad, studying somewhere else because they're going to miss their family. Yes. Have you been that with people that you've spoken with? Yes, it is a very, very valid concern. But this is what I, my advice to people. People who really love you would want you to live your fullest life, even if it is not in their best interest, if that makes any sense. Yes. And so you have to think about, are you living your life for everyone else's or placing them at your priority? I actually have kids that's different, right? Yeah. I think that's a separate conversation when you have children, but as the child or as the daughter, the son, um, you know, if your family really and loved ones really, really, really love you, they will understand that sometimes what's in the best interest for you may not be in the best interest for them because right. maybe selflessly they want you to physically be here with them. Or maybe you have a older parent that is sick that you need to take care of. I hear that all the time and yeah. I'm like very valid. And it may sound really selfish. And I know some people will hear this and be like, oh, she's cold hearted. My dad had his third stroke in 2012. Mm -hmm. I moved abroad in 2014. Mm -hmm. The fear of him transitioning while I was abroad was, yeah. it gave me so much anxiety. Anytime my phone rang midday, when my family knew I was at work, I just assumed like, oh my gosh, my dad passed away and they're calling right. me to tell me. So I carried that fear of being away from family, um, of not being able to be there in case of an emergency with me most of that whole two and a half years I was in London yeah um and then when I came back thankfully he did not transition while I was abroad um but he did transition while I was in the states and guess what I still wasn't able to get to him when mm -hmm. it when it happened my sister called me she was like I think we need to go down to Florida my dad lived in Florida yeah um because the, the rehab center had called her to tell her he wasn't doing well and literally as I'm on the phone with Delta to book the ticket because I immediately got phone with her to book our tickets she called me back and she's like you get what I mean? So even, yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is even being in the States, um, I was in Atlanta at the time. I wasn't that far away. Right. Um, it still wasn't close enough, if that makes any sense. So close, whether I have been abroad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That, and I guess, I guess my point is for people who um, that's holding them back, I understand and it's very valid and every situation is different. Um, but like in our case, our dad was put in a nursing home and 24 hour rehab center because we could not, none of us were equipped to take care of the physical right. needs that he needed, right? So um, I know some people are against that. Like I would never put my parents, you know, in a nursing home or anything like that. And I respect that decision. But again, um, he was in that position for six years. So if I would have put my life on hold for six years, I would have never gone abroad. I would never started this company. Like, you know, there's so many things exactly. that would have happened. Um, and it sounds selfish, but I, the way my father lived his life very freely, <laughs> very, um, he just lived like on his own terms. Like that's something right. I learned from him. Like he was like, he didn't give a F. He was like, look, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do me. Right. Y'all figure it out. But there was a level of like respect for it, right? Like right. at his memorial, people kept saying like, Tony definitely lived life on his own terms. And it was funny because he really, he really did. So I got some of that from him. <laughs> I hear you. I, you know what? I, I so appreciate, you know, which I already knew this conversation would be honest, right? And <laughs> it just really touches me um, just to know that to share living for yourself 
and working through whatever emotions and thoughts and feelings, however rational or irrational come up is the key. Because at the end of the day, nobody else is accountable for our decisions, but us. And it's like identifying, am I going to be living my life out of the fear of a thing? Or Mm -hmm. am I going to live the way that I believe it's healthiest for me, best for me, and whenever said thing occurs, I will do my best to manage it then. Yes. And you said something, the fear part. It's like, uh, what, what, it's a quote that I love. And I think it's something like, regret will haunt you more than failure. Mm. The reason I love that quote is because I know for a fact I would have regretted if I didn't take these overseas opportunities that were just hugging at my heart for so long. Um, Versus, like I said, when I say failure, failure could be so many things. Failure could be me going abroad and my dad passing away. Failure could have been me going abroad and hating it. Like there's just so many things that failure could have been. Um, But the regret would have definitely haunted me more. (laughs) Exactly, because because that's kind of like discounting yourself. Like I could have actually done this thing but I because of my decision (laughs) right I decided not to do it now in the event that I mean a failure is a springboard that you need to push you into the more um aligned direction like we can't get anywhere without failure right so the real lesson is in the failures not the successes oh totally totally you have to go through a whole (laughs) lot of Mm -hmm. failure in order to get that one success um Mm -hmm. and that one success might not even be the pinnacle of success but to know that right but to know that I effectively chose not to do the thing as we were talking about ancestors earlier that the ancestors have literally been putting fire up in my bones urging me giving me all these signs (laughs) laying it out for me and I chose not to do it I couldn't even imagine I was talking to my mother about that actually and she Mm -hmm. was just like when you told me that, you know, you got a job in China, I already knew you was going. Uh, <laughs> I was like, did you? She was like, girl, you've been talking about being international since you were, you know, little. It's It's been yeah. on you. So yeah. we know that things are for us the way that they just manifest mm-hmm. with ease and they just keep popping up. And it's up to us uh-huh. to really be in tune with ourselves and know like, okay, that didn't just happen. I don't believe in coincidence anyway. Um, when things are in alignment, it's, are we, do we have enough presence of mind and self-awareness to really step out on faith and take that Look, Listen, this, uh, when you move abroad, it is a faith. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what type of job you have. It is a faith walk because navigating foreign land, even if they speak the same language as you, I mean, you're going to be tried and tested in some way, right? And there's a certain level of confidence that you build as you navigate successfully or unsuccessfully, you still build confidence, you know, which right. you know what not to do, um, that you can't deny. So when I think about the overseas experience and what it has given me, it's regardless of, put this way, regardless of how my journey in London ended, regardless of how my journey in Lisbon ends, or if it, if it ends, because I plan on being here permanently, the journey that into existence. I know I put that I put throwing it out there. The way that it has fed my soul and expanded my universe, my way of thinking, my life, regardless of how it ends, it doesn't take any of that away of mm. what I gained on the journey. Mm-hmm. And that's why I can be confident being here because um are taking these risks and these chances, even with expat, regardless of how expat turns out, 
what I've gained so far made it worth it. Seriously. Mm. So, I mean, just relationships with people, learning about these really rich stories, like, you, you know what I mean? It's, and, 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 and I don't think that, like, there's a reason that I'm doing it, right? You know what I mean? I'm like, like you said, honoring what you've been called to do. Yeah. Um, and knowing that there's space for all of us to do these things and doing well, because we all offer something unique, right? Exactly. Based on our experience. So it's been very rewarding. Like the journey has been challenging at times, but it's been worth it. Like just very worthwhile. Yeah. I know. And I've, I've loved to see just in the short time that we've known each other, just to see like the community you've been able to build through the app, um, the people that I've been able to connect with through it, yeah. how we got connected. I just yeah. kind of see it as a conduit to like other people being able to live their best life and really being able yes. to walk the path that's meant for them. And everybody is not meant to play that role. So yeah, that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it is. And there are so many times when, cause I know like, you know, we're focusing on the mental health side of, you know, things as well. Right. There's a level of fortitude that you need to be able to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I think about the support from the community, again, I've been blessed. The expat community, phenomenal. Like in ways that I can't explain how fortunate I am to be able to even like be a part of a community that's so supportive and just like cheerleaders, you know, I love the way that we celebrate each other because that is literally like what this was like. I would like celebrate us taking these risks, us moving abroad and not just moving abroad, but we're thriving abroad. Yes. Celebrate us breaking down a lot of barriers and just biases that we've been socialized to believe about how we need to live our life, you know, what happiness means and things like that. And success looks like it's very rewarding to just see it, you know, like live, right? Like it's like all this is happening right now. And I'm just really grateful that I'm here to witness it. So yeah, it's it's kind of like being an an intentional act of untethering yourself to from generational trauma you know expected Mm. ways of being and figuring out your own path and walking that with fidelity um it's scary but it's it's like it's something that you get to own wholeheartedly like that nobody else can do Mm -hmm. for you and there's Mm -hmm. so many other people that are like taking this same path and you know walking this same type of road that we get to share these experiences with because we know that what we're doing is going to reverberate. It's exponential. Oh, listen, the impact is not just like generational, right? Oh, because yeah. my story is a testament to that. Like, I can't imagine what my life would look so different if my mom and my grandmother didn't have the courage to go abroad, right? Um, and as immigrants, and technically I'm an immigrant also because I'm coming here permanently to Portugal. So, right. you know, my, my, there, like, it's, it's knowing that, you have like it makes it tangible right and that's why it's the exponential like you know it the impact is so big because when you see it's just it's not just me it's my kids and my I don't have kids yet I'm saying if I have kids um it's the generational impact of it because the trajectory of my life obviously changed based on my mother she came over to America when she was pregnant with me right I could have been born in Jamaica like it's so could have been so different so yeah that's interesting so like the through line is a bunch of fearless people Make oh it, man, you no, know, my bloodline game is so strong. <laughs> 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 Listen, 
I do not, I'm telling you, I'm like the the strength in my bones, in my blood. Like just like how they say trauma can get passed down. I said, so can strength and perseverance. Yes. And I own that. I'm like, I own it. I come from a strong, it was a guy, he's famous and he's an actor. He said, I wasn't built by no weak people. And I'm like, oh, I'm still in that. Thank you. Johnny Bodega, I think, is that his name? Johnny Who is it? Johnny Bodega, is that his name? Is he, he British? Um, British, yes. Um, um, the Star Wars guy. Um, yeah. no, no. Boyega. Boyega. I, I'm ruining this guy's name, but either way, he's a I British think- actor. And when he said that, it resonated with me so well because I was like the strength in his voice when he said, I wasn't weak, built by no weak people. Like, because he was getting attacked for some statement that he made. Probably um, by about black him. women. I think it was the one where he was loving, you know, black yeah, he was women. Like, before, talking about black women. Yeah, yeah, in a positive way, not in a negative way. Of course. And, uh, yeah, and people were like attacking his character. And he's like, all, all women matter. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he shut it down real quick. So um, I just, when I heard that, the reason that it resonated with me is because I don't know if you guys have heard that quote or read that um, it's like a little spill about like, in order for you to be here today, um, like, you know, so many generations of people had to survive quite a lot. Mm. And when we think about, you know, as black people, yes, um, what the people before us have gone through and what they have survived in order for us to be here, it's really empowering. Yeah, It's really empowering. And so I think about these things and that gives me strength. Even when I'm dealing with stuff, <laughs> stuff even happening this week, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, Charlene, you have it in you to get through this. Do not get discouraged and do not feed into the BS system. You know what you've been called to do, do it. That's it. Like, don't, don't get distracted because distraction is one of the, I wish I could remember which activist said it, but they was like, one of the primary goals of racism is to distract. Oh yeah. Distract you from your goal. Exactly. So, cause you spend all your time trying to prove that racism, you know, exists, prove that you've been, you know, defending. um, Right word. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, 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 uh, it's one of those things where when I think about like how I can better serve my community or what I need to do, I'm like, don't get distracted. You stay focused. Seriously, stay focused. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about this before, like the power of affirmations. I really mm-hmm. hope that you've written down or will write down <laughs> what you literally oh, the one about uh, Grace? said, because mm-hmm. in those moments where it seems like nothing's working or we're being defeated, or things mm-hmm. are just heavy. Those, yeah. those are the distractions. We have to have, you know, be more mindful and aware and yeah. have that mental fortitude to know that this will pass, but it it's will. tapping into what I'm made of. Uh, exactly. It'll push me. I mean, I'm literally wearing it today. I know. <laughs> to help push us through like these moments that we're all going to experience. Um, yeah. Nobody is exempt from it Uh, it's part of the journey and I want to kind of like shift to I know we kind of had like a free conversation because you know we do that Um, Uh when you think about your time abroad I'm wondering Mm -hmm. and and there may be many can you Mm -hmm. think of a defining moment thus far of the time that you've chosen to live abroad oh man um the most defining moment oh it's a lot <laughs> actually I'll give you a really recent one okay. um I remember 
so I have a really good support system out here of creatives and ladies who I just really highly respect. And we were, it was midweek. We were literally just, I think we had just went gone something to eat or something, you know, just enjoying ourselves. And we both just were like, this is our life. Mm. Like we think about how different we had just came back from a wine tour. And mind you, this is just like our life is just so different. You get what I mean? I was like, yeah. yo, a year ago, both of us, we were like a year ago, our lives were so different. You know, I would have been at work, you know, at a cubicle, rushing to a meeting. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And when I say it, this is a defining moment because sometimes you're so busy um, trying to accomplish your goals and chase your dreams that you don't have those moments of being present to acknowledge, like I have, I am like acknowledge the moment of your, I don't even want to say success is the right word, but like, this is exactly what I asked for. And I got it right now. Like, you know, like I'm into enjoy it. And and so I just remember that conversation so vividly because it always brings me back to the possibilities a year from now are endless. Mm Mm-hmm. The possibilities a year from now are endless. And I try to remind myself, sometimes I deal with um, toxic people or situations and I'm like, a year from now, I'll be living my best life and this person will still be doing the things that they're doing. Exactly. So, and that allows me to move on instead of trying to get revenge when people do hurtful things. Yeah, right. which they will do. Tear down your business or to ruin your reputation. I'm like, a year from now, this person will be doing the same exact thing and I will be living my best life. Let them have exactly. it. Keep it moving. So when I have though that moment of just reflection, it was just nice because it made me feel like I'm finally in a position when I can be present and not be traveling. The reason I used to love travel so much is because it was one of the rare moments where I was present. Um, I haven't been diagnosed with anxiety technically, but I, I think I have anxiety, right? And so a lot of times I'm always worrying about what I need to be doing or stressing about some maybe stuff I did in the past, but when I was traveling, I could be present. And so Mm -hmm. being able to not be traveling, to be home in Portugal, right? Because I call Portugal home and to still be present. I was like, this is really beautiful because I don't, I no longer have to escape my everyday life to have these moments. Exactly. There was this, um, this quote or a few quotes. One of them is I want to build a life that I don't want to run from. Right. Yeah. That I can be fully immersed in and happy mm-hmm. about and able to work yeah. through whatever does pop up. And then that yeah. brings me to another thought. It's you are, I am, all of us are literally living the thing that we manifested a while ago. Like we're in the middle of we're in it right now, like being exactly. abroad. We're in it. <laughs> exactly. And it's weird. I feel like that sometimes walking down or well, no, walking down the street in Beijing mm-hmm. and I'm just, and I look around, I'm like, I really I'm do live in this other country I that I never, <laughs> never thought I'd be it, in. It's so wild. It is so wild. And it makes me so like, I feel very, very blessed on the yeah. regular, very fortunate to have this experience. And I love what you're doing with your platform because you're allowing other people to tap into like, like you said, see people's real lived experiences, right? And whether you get inspiration or maybe some courage from it, because sometimes people just need the courage. Yep. Um, it matters. These platforms matter. Um, grounding it in the mental space is so unique, right? And so it's like, find out how you as an individual can at least share your gift with the world. 
So I'm grateful for you because this is, as soon as you start talking about the mental um, health aspect of it, I was like, that's such an important conversation because people mm. always focus on the money. How yeah, much do. money do I need abroad? How much money do I need to move abroad? How, what type of job can I get abroad? And I'm like, all the money in the world, all the money in the world is not going to protect you if that mind is not right. <laughs> Girl, because that um, mind not being right, you're not going to get abroad, first of all. <laughs> Right, uh, actually, right. You won't even make it abroad if the mom is too. You'll get in your own way, mm-hmm. and you know you'll he talk yourself out of a really good thing. You will mm-hmm. overanalyze analysis paralysis to where oh my gosh. the thing happens that we sometimes feel like we don't deserve all the goodness that can flow to us. Yes. Um, so it's learning how do we, you know, take care of our mental health. How do we be more mindful? How do we be more self compassionate? in a way yeah. that allows us to be fearless, take those risks, you know, yeah. reach out to our support system, our constellation of care, because there's so much trauma yeah. that a lot of us have, actually everybody has experienced mm-hmm. that we yes. inoculate ourselves against the support that is available to us, even, if, right. even living abroad. You you shared a whole word. <laughs> and, I, and I hope like if people listening, like just understand, do not put limits on your life. Mm. Understand that you deserve good things. Understand that you are worthy of these amazing things to happen. It is not something that is preserved for others. No, you right. own that. Please, because I don't I don't put any limits on myself. I was talking to my niece last year and she said, made some comment about something. And I was like, I'll be, I could be on the cover of Forbes next year, Sasha. And she was like, no, you can't, auntie. And so now I got to be on the cover of Forbes because my niece doesn't believe that it's possible. And I want to show her that it is. Yeah. I really, really do. So like, um, I, I really don't put any limits on myself in regards to how, what I, where I see my life going. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I would love for other people to like own that, own that yeah. as well. Um, and it's not being cocky or whatever. It's really just knowing that in this world and in this life, anything can happen. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. If you read the stories of people who have made it, you look where Oprah started. Look where other people, even Obama. You know what I mean? Like there's so many people. Yep. If you were to read their story, positive that when they were first, first born, you know, no one would have imagined what they would they would how they would have contributed and impacted the world. Right. So I use these stories as inspiration because I'm like, anything is possible. Anything. And when I'm on the cover of fours, I can't wait to send it to my niece. <laughs> listen, listen. My whole thing is what you're saying, you know, what I, like an underlying thing of what, you know, I want to add to what you're saying is, you know, having that hope, you know, believing in yourself. We, mm-hmm. a lot of us, we have to be raised to believe that these mm-hmm. things are possible. And yes. I know that we talked about this in a, in a previous conversation is when you are raised to on survival, I'm trying to make it to the next, you know, mm-hmm. to the next paycheck. Where am I mm-hmm. going to get my food, safety, things mm-hmm. of that nature. You know, the audacity of hoping and believing and knowing and being, just being injected with all this hope and faith and freedom and possibility. That's not, that is not like what's on, on the mind. So being yes. raised, you know, as you shared by a mom that has given you the space to be, you know, yes. filled you up with the notion that you can go and do, you are Anything. always connected. That yes. is what allows you or part of what allows you. I don't know. It's, trust me that the way that it, like the foundation, right? Yes. <laughs> it comes from the support of my mother, right? And my grandmother, 
And you, man, you touched on so much just now. So one of the things that I think our community suffers from is access to like leisure time and leisure thought. Yeah. Me, the audacity of me to be able to even think about living abroad, the audacity of me to even be able to be free, to walk away from what people would call a big, a, a good paying job. Again, I was afforded with, because of the sacrifice of my mother, my grandmother, and all the people before me, I was afforded with the opportunity to have leisure time to even dream. Yeah. You don't even yeah. realize how much of a blessing that is, right? Yeah. And that's why you need to honor your ancestors before you by honoring that, right? Yeah. Or creating that opportunity for the next generation. Because I'm telling you, we take it for granted. I was um, working at a nonprofit called Raising Expectations in Atlanta. And one of the girls, I asked her, she was going off to um, college. She was obviously first, you know, first in her family to go to college. Right. And various things that I had taken for granted, such as filling out the application form, applying for FAFSA for, you know, student aid and all these things. It was very foreign and scary for her because no one in her family had done it before. And right. so I was like, oh, what's your major? She's like, I don't know. I just checked the box. I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, your class is going to be dictated by that. And I'm like going into like panic mode for her. And she was like, listen, she was like, I don't even know where I'm going to sleep tonight. I don't have time to think about a major. Oh, Lord. And in that moment, I was like, damn, it hit me so yeah. hard. Yeah. The fact that I had the luxury of like leisure time to even think and explore what major I wanted to study. And that, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. Like so much you take for granted, right? Yeah. And so all I think about is like what you just said, like we can't take, like it's, we have to acknowledge the fact that like not everyone has the luxury of even the mental space or the actual time because they're in survival mode right. to dream, to dream bigger, Yeah. right? And if you're in that position, I mean, I pull on my mother often. I talk about her so much. My mother would have been one of those people. You got to figure it out and you got to make a way. Yeah. Because there will always, always be a reason not to do something. You get what I mean? And if you're listening to this, I mean, you have access to technology and you have some type of free time. So I encourage you, right, to take advantage of what you do have and focus on that. Because um, I can't tell you how many stories of people who inbox me, well, I have kids or will I? And I'm like, that's why these conversations are important. I can pull up 10 expat chats, more than 10, actually, of people who moved abroad with kids. Some oh, yeah. single some with husbands, whatever, all of different, you know, economic backgrounds, ages. Yep. So it's possible. People are like, oh, I have a sick parent. I'm like, I moved abroad with a sick parent. Like, you know, not with them, but with having a sick parent, right? right? You got to make some hard decisions. Um, so it's, I tell people like, do not focus on what you can't do. Focus on what you can. Yeah. And also don't get discouraged because you're looking at someone's day, you know, 3000 and you're on day one. That's okay. It took me time to save up my money to move abroad. I don't anyone yeah. think these are overnight decisions. And you got to trust the process. I had yeah. to make some sacrifices. I had to get, you know, get a used car. I had to live in a studio while I was saving money so that I could move abroad because I knew I was going to quit my job and wouldn't have that source of income. So like, don't let people fool you when you're just looking at the final version of stuff, you know, and where they are the destination. People are making sacrifices to, to do this and you will have to do the work. Yeah, exactly. That, ooh, that touched on so much like the sacrifice of living the the sacrifices that you have to make to live the life that you mm -hmm. want to live that doesn't come overnight that somebody else can't yeah. you know necessarily finance because then it it won't be yours right yeah there is so yeah. much that you really have priorities 
what yes. do you want? Like the thing yes. that, said, that I heard you say was, and, and, and you know, in, in mental health terms, it is not having such a mindset of lack, you know, not yeah. being he heavily focused on what the absence of something, but mm -hmm. being in alignment with the presence of something. What, what is your best hope? What is your preferred future? What are you moving toward? What are you working yeah. for? And yeah. meditating on that, working toward that, setting intentions for that, that is a constant daily process that- Oh, it's a daily practice. It is, it is work. That's work. It's work because guess what? Like right now, I, I can tell picture people what right now, like right now, the app isn't funded. Right now, um, I'm a one person team. Right now, I am like trying to figure out personal things in my life, right? Like I'm being single, not having children, but I'm not going to focus on all of that. I'm like, yeah. what can I do to position myself for where I want to be? You know, so I'm applying for grants, right? I'm working on partnerships so that I can help fund the app, right? I'm looking at affiliate partnerships and arrangements so that we can bring in some revenue. Right. Uh, you know, like this is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to make myself available for dating. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? Like, you, you yeah. got to focus on like, what can you do, right? You, I can sit there and mope and, oh, I've applied to over 20 grants mm. and I'm being transparent and sharing this because I want people to know when I do get that grant, when I finally get one of them, I, you know, I don't want to say I didn't work for it, right? Mm. And I had to keep working, right? And I'm like, oh, I have a, well, I, I created a whole app and no one was giving me any money. No one cares. Listen, keep going. Exactly. <laughs> so you really got to keep going. Um, it, it, it's very, it is a very humbling journey. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. So when people see a news feature or, oh, well, she was already making money and she was doing this. I'm like, I worked very hard for all those things. Very, exactly. very right I did the work and I'm gonna keep doing the work right because guess what I went to a business retreat last month they gave me a reality check because I was like I've done all this I don't know what I'm doing wrong I can't get any grants or whatever and they're like so what we don't care if you build an app build more like we don't care you, you get what I mean you now keep going <laughs> like, it sounds like you're expecting all the hard work you did in corporate world to carry over into entrepreneurship and in yeah. entrepreneurship we don't give a fuck <laughs> what you did in at Deloitte. We don't care what you did before. You need to honor the journey and the process. Don't expect to get gifts and blessings for the work that you have not done yet. Mm. You've done some work, but don't let that negate the fact that there's still more work to be done. Exactly. And these are coming from very strong women who've been in the game for over a decade. Yeah. And here I am in year two, uh, like, you know, in my little pity party about, you know, right. not getting grants. And they're like, okay, you apply to 20, apply to 20 more. Have you tried other routes? Like, you know, seeking funding, right? Have you revisited what your monetization strategy is going to be? So I'm being transparent and sharing this because I think sometimes people see what's like projected out, you know, whether it's on the headlines or things like that. And I'm like, there's so much that happens behind the scenes. Girl. There's so much that people don't see that yeah. goes into the positive things that are put out there, right? Exactly. So I'm just, I'm grateful for this space and this opportunity to even share any insights because I want people to know that um, don't, don't get discouraged because of the highlight reels that you see on people's uh, Instagram feeds of, right. oh my gosh, she was in Cabo and I was working. <laughs> Listen, it's called uh, workcation, be smart. Exactly. Uh, Work smarter, not harder. Itemize. Okay? <laughs> Surround yourself with 
the dreamers and the doers. Yeah. Uh, surrounded by all dreamers. Good luck. Surround yourself with some doers. Okay. <laughs> Girl, that, <laughs> that takes me to this. Um, oh God, who was I talking to? It might've been a client. I'm not sure. Or just mm-hmm. another friend. And the mm-hmm. conversation was, you know, about, I want these things to happen. That's great. I've learned all this information. That's amazing. Knowledge is power, but the application yes. of the knowledge leads yes. to change. Like yes. that's thinking that's not working this mug. It has to, you got to put some, <laughs> some, you know, sweat equity, some mm-hmm. tears, you know, some yes. late nights, some phone conversation, yes. some humility. Oh, ma- listen, the humble juice that I have been drinking <laughs> on this journey. Oh my I can't
Right. So um, that's why I do encourage people to have a therapist. Um, my therapist is phenomenal, a black woman as well. Too. And yeah, like she's phenomenal. I mean, I started going to her after my dad um, passed as a grief counseling yeah. uh, for therapy, grief counseling. And then like just realizing how powerful her methods were. Um, I was like, you know what? I am going to keep her. Because <laughs> she teaches you natural methods of grounding yourself, even breathing techniques, right? Giving your brain oxygen. It may seem so simple, um, but you really need to understand the connection of your physical to your mental. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, because we're just not taking care of our physical bodies, it gives us like brain fog and some other things. So I love that instead of her trying to like, oh, you should go get, you know, tested for anxiety or ADHD and go get on medicine. It's like, what natural things can we do? What breathing techniques can you implement? What stretching techniques can you implement? Yeah. What um, meditation, which I struggle. I don't know how to meditate. I've been trying for years. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. And so, um, you know what I mean? Um, just having a therapist has been helpful. Um, and I honor my emotions. Mm. Like most people don't know this about me, but I'm really sensitive and very, mm. I'm an empath, like the 10th power. So a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't help it even just, but I do, um, I set a lot of boundaries because yeah. I have to protect my energy. Right. And even if my energy is not good, like sometimes like I don't go out because I don't want to, you know what I mean? Bring my exactly. energy around people. Throw that up on but a I honor, yeah. yeah, I honor. When I feel disappointed, I honor it. When I feel upset or sad, I cry. Like I let it out. I cry when I'm frustrated, right? Um, I know some people see that as weakness, but I don't care if other people think that's a weakness sign. I'm going to feel the emotion. I'm human. And I let it out. I get my little tears out, whatever. And then I keep it moving, exactly. right? Because I honor the fact that I'm a human being who feels things. And so I only say, share that because I, you know, I've been in situations where people, I'm just like toughen up, you know, when they see you crying or something like that. And I'm like, no, this is how I feel right now. So I'm gonna cry. <laughs> exactly. And I'm gonna tell me how to feel. That's an argument. And I know that in some environments, like you know, you really, you know, it can um limit you from opportunities if people don't think you're strong enough. I'm like, actually crying in front of people is stronger than not. Very. You know what I mean? Vulnerability is but strong. people, our society hasn't conditioned us to believe that. So yeah. Um, yeah, emotionally, um, how I felt abroad has been definitely stronger, if I had to use one word. Um, definitely yeah. stronger. And um, I just love the fact that I have more free time mentally for like creativity. So my creativity flourish over here because like, I feel safe. I feel safe. Um, my mind is not occupied with like toxic things. Like, oh my gosh, what if, you know, like people shooting me or, you know what I mean? Like it's just a whole gun yeah. issue in the US or um, racially here, you know, there's racism everywhere, but here it's not like lethal like it is in the States. Um, well, it hasn't been for me at least. I'm speaking as a black American. I know it's right. not the same for everybody who's black. Um, and then when I think about like, uh, I not only am safe, but I have access to really good things. I have access to really good food, um, good healthcare and the people here on the ground, um, I've been able to build some really solid relationships. And so I feel supported as well. Like if I needed help or anything. So with all those things create this environment where, because I don't have to be preoccupied with like protecting myself or feeling scared or dealing with like microaggressions are just basic aggressions and racism um again it's that leisure thought time like you know that we talked about like you know having time to be creative and think about oh I wonder you know I want to I have a really big project coming up for expat I actually have time to think about it and work on it exactly like engaging more in healing thinking 
Um, oh, one thing, it's not all, <laughs> right. It's not all survival and rebuttal and yes. um yeah you are hitting the nail on the head <laughs> listen because we are literally living the same experience just in yeah, the it's like, it's like, <laughs> yes i i can take myself out of survival mode here yeah I'm, I'm so glad you've been saying that because yes that is if i had to describe what it's been like i'm not in, in the u.s i was in survival mode yes. i was absolutely yeah, yeah. it's so interesting that when i was connected to you and the other ladies and mm -hmm. I was, I was told y'all in Portugal, I was like, okay, is this another one of those things like helping me to prepare for the future? Cause I have always, always wanted to live, go be in mm -hmm. Portugal. So I feel like that's a little bit of kismet that's like Listen. happening. If you talk to me, you're going to be moving to Portugal. I, I tell you, I'm like, Listen. this is because our community, um, so Portugal's the community out here surprised me the most. Um, I came out here not thinking there were going to be, you know, too many, you know, black expats, nomads, right. whatever, came out here and it was just like, this is one of the dopest scenes, like, um, not like partying and all that stuff, I'm just talking about just real connections, the type of yeah. people that I'm meeting, the creatives, um, it's so like, uh, it's like affirming, you know, like yeah. that I belong here, the people yeah. that I'm meeting, it just continues to affirm that I am in the right place and that I belong right. here, so first of all, you you already here. <laughs> You're already here. Like, listen, Portugal is is a really beautiful place, and not to um you know overly hype it. I know everyone's experience is different. Right. Um, we've had a couple of people express in some of the expat groups, like the way people talk about Portugal and they had a totally different experience. I'm like, no, that's very valid as well. But my experience right. has been phenomenal, right. and the women here specifically, it's a lot of Black women moving here, and you have a lot of support, a lot that of support. That takes yeah. me directly into the next question that I have. Like um, one of our mutual, your friend, a budding friend mm -hmm. of mine, Ty, yeah. she was yeah. on the show earlier in the season. Her show is going to air in a few weeks. And one of the things that came out of it was the very thing that you're saying. She was like, the community that I've been able to establish here has been next to none. So Seriously. I want to know, like, from your perspective, you know, expounding on what you've already offered with, with the mm -hmm. concept of community and connection, chosen family, especially, yes. what does that yes. look like for you um, in Portugal? Oh, well, so it started with, like, you know, these online communities, right? Yes. And so I'm in a ton of, like, expat communities and all of this, but one thing that I noticed, and this is why, this is how expat, you know, got started, um, there was this notion that like we didn't feel safe in the main expat groups and so we started creating black in portugal exactly. uh, people of color in portugal or black sit you know tribe black sit global oh i started seeing all these groups um pop up even though some already existed right yeah um and so all i kept thinking was we just need to find each other yeah right like these communities exist but people don't know that they exist and so that's how i created the app as a directory that's like just level one of what the app will be we, obviously have once I get some more funding not right. more once I get some going funding, to happen um, going yeah, to happen. exactly I can um do some enhancements because there's so yeah. much I want to do with the app but um what community looks like for me is first it was the online communities right and in places where those online communities didn't exist I was doing research online um YouTube and Instagram to figure out like can I find any black women you know here who are about my age and okay. came across um one of my good friends now good friends page uh, cinnamon her page uh, driven spice on youtube and reached out to her 
And like immediately, like she was just so open and connected me with Margot, who's a really great, another good, great friend. And Margot connected me to Huete. And so it was like this exponential network. I mean, grow, this network growing exponentially of support of black women. And it literally starts with you taking that, you know, first leap to like dropping somebody's DMs pretty much. <laughs> to make connection. And mind you, I've, I've reached out to different people. Not everyone, you know, responded, but the right. ones who did, I'm grateful for that because that is how the community was built, like person by person. And, you know, people get to know you and they're like, oh, they would vibe. This person would vibe, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I met Ty, we had an event. Uh, we did a Juneteenth uh, Global Freedom Hike as a part of Expat. It's our only like in-person event we've done, you know, because of COVID, had to keep something outdoors, yeah. do something outdoors. And um, I met Ty's mother first and then I met Ty and immediately connected. I was like, Ty yeah. gets um, And she's bringing, you know, she has a beautiful family. She's a beautiful yeah. person. And she just gets it like, you know, so there, there was just like this automatic connect. So the way that community has been built for me is really been through one, like you got to leave your house, right? You got to go meet people, um, go to events, you know? So I know people think I am an extrovert. I am not, I am an introvert, but I am an extrovert around people that I feel extremely comfortable around. Exactly. So yeah, that's why I was like, you know, I can sit here and just, you know, chop it up with you. So organically yeah. easily, I feel really safe and comfortable. Yeah. Um, and so Same. meeting like Ty and Diara, it, it's just so many beautiful ladies out here. Um, and when I say beautiful, beautiful in spirit and like just beautiful people, like as a yeah. whole, like I love the way that they support each other. We have all these offline group chats, you know, <laughs> support. Um, and I have to give a shout out to Heather um, who's out here because Heather Proctor, she's created a really beautiful uh, Lisbon meetup group, like mm. group chat. Mm-hmm. and that's like the support in that group is amazing it's amazing so uh there's so many different people building community out here and who are cultivating community in different ways you know maybe it's a facebook group maybe it's a group chat maybe it's your ig page but i encourage people to like leverage social media to your advantage to yeah. find people right and Everyone can't be everything to everybody. So if someone doesn't respond, please don't okay. take it personal. Exactly. I can't even you. tell you how many times um, someone has reached out and I just haven't, I just don't have the manpower, like, you know, because I'm running expat and I have personal things going on and I can't yeah. meet up. And, and unfortunately, sometimes people like attack us, you know, me and Margo or Huete or, or you know, Sin, like, or Julie um, who's out here as well. It's like, you guys are frauds. You're not trying to help people. And I'm like, we just don't have free time right now because we have a life. And so it, it gets a bit discouraging when that happens because um, I think people do see the social media stuff and they like, you know, they want to plug in. And I'm like, we want you to plug in, but it may not always be via us, if that makes any sense. Right. Like we'll normally <laughs> tell you with Facebook groups and communities to join because unfortunately, like we, we have lives. Well, fortunately, <laughs> we yeah. have lives yeah. as well. So I'm only sharing that because I think some people it's off putting when you can't meet up with them, right. but it's like, we can't be available for everybody because we have to be tending to our own lives as well. Exactly. And that's where boundaries come in. And we don't, yeah. we don't always know what people's, not that we go into it, look, no thinking that folks have nefarious, you know, yeah. intentions or things, but yeah. it it is so disheartening sometimes when people don't know the behind the scenes and then there are these assumptions that are made and then there's harmful behavior that's done. And it's just like, see what you're doing is you are trying to impede the progress that we trying to make for you. (laughs) It's not your own way. Yeah, like we're doing, and there's so much free information that we do share and put out there. And so when people like get upset, like, 
well, it would be nice if you could have made up, but you know, I guess you guys are celebrities now. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm actually doing the work so that when you do get here, you have some community. It's kind of mind boggling. So um, that's, that's something that I really have wanted to address publicly on like IG or something, but I feel like it's no nice way to say it without seeming rude or like an a-hole. And so it's like, I'm like, please be gracious with us because we are yeah. genuinely also, we also have like, I, like, like, you know, like one this past weekend with one of the people, I'm like, I just lost my grandma. Like, I don't want to go to yeah. the event on Saturday. You get what I mean? Sunday yeah. I felt better and went out, but that's my own like decision, right? That's my own business. So it's like, when people attack you for not being available, I'm like, my free time does not mean it's available to you at all. Please say that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Girl. My free time does not necessarily mean that I'm free to be available to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you know? My free yeah. time is just that mine and the way that I choose mine. to occupy it is my business. Yes. And I think that learning to be assertive in the way that, assertive and empathetic, right? In the way yes. that we have yes. these very difficult conversations people mm-hmm. have to like get outside of themselves and understand that one the number one priority is my first first and foremost my well-being so yes. that I can continue to do the work the right hypocrite <laughs> and put yes. everybody else's needs first and then I'm depleted and can't engage in the space exactly. with with the type of fidelity and and, and time and mental acuity that I need to do the work consistently consistently and keep going right yeah Um, so it's like it's like I want to stress community but I don't want people to attach the success of their journey abroad to the community that makes any sense makes complete sense it makes complete sense that's where I I try to tell people that the success that you've acquired is not it's not derived externally it's an internal thing thing. when it comes to the constellation of care yes the expat app the communities that you're able to uh create all of that is necessary but none of that is able to happen if you aren't good yeah and it, exactly and that's what I felt I was like with with one of the the more recent people who kind of like attacked all of us in the messages <laughs> I just I'm like you know there's some self-work I think you need to do before you come out here right <laughs> there's some gonna... self-work that I hope that that person does because um you know, expecting other people to be accountable or available or just assuming to have access to people is kind of crazy because we're still strangers. And it's, it's very harmful. It's not yeah, it's harmful so, to the community yeah, and it's harmful yeah. to them because people have to know, which I'm sure every expat, wherever they are, can attest to, you will be challenged. You will mm-hmm. have very good days. But yeah. while you are adjusting to this new normal, there is going to yeah. be a lot yeah. of stuff that you have to look within yourself. You got to look yourself in the mirror. You have to yeah. really do that internal work to be able to thrive out here. Like yeah. you have to. It's so much that goes into um, building the life that you really, really want out here. Yeah. And a lot of that for me has been um, just like boundary setting um, <laughs> because of the fact that there's a lot of distractions. Um, and it's really easy to come out here and get so caught up in the fun stuff that you don't do the work that you need to be doing to keep yourself out there, if that makes any sense. So, um, yeah, I, I encourage people to reach out. I encourage people to leverage these platforms, but don't take it personal if every person is not available. It's it's nothing personal. Um, 
we have lives. Exactly. So I kind of yeah. want to shift. I still want to kind of be in the in the vein of mental health. There have mm-hmm. been a slew of, or I would just say a few high profile um, deaths, suicides mm-hmm. that have occurred in the U.S. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering where you are in Portugal. I know that there's been some work done here where I am in Beijing. Mm-hmm. Community-wise or even individually, what do you notice are ways that either yourself or people that you know are affected mental health-wise, community-wise, um, holistically, when things like this do happen? Like, what are some things that you're mm-hmm. noticing um, while you're living where you are? I think it's like a reality check for a lot of us in our community when we hear these things. I know for me, I was like, it, 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 it just... It, it had a big impact on me personally, honestly. Like, um, even because I was quite triggered because over the holidays, we had a suicide attempt, someone close to me. And so that, and then this happening like right after, yeah. it was just a reminder for me, like you never know what people are going through. You never yeah. know what people are going through. And I think that reminder to like, it was a reminder for the community to like be kind for one, but also take care of yourself have honest conversations with yourself when you need help. Yeah. Do not feel like you need to be all things to everybody yeah. and putting that pressure on yourself. Um, and again, I mean, like I said, I actually, I scheduled some time with my therapist because it was that and other things happening. And I was like, let me check in with myself. I think I'm okay, but am I, yeah. you know, um, and, and, and having access to those resources. Right. So I think for, it started the discussion for people who maybe weren't seeing the therapist, um, to even start thinking because people started sharing resources, right? You know, um, and I know we had our call set up and everything before these things they both happened, but it was like the timing was like so on par with like, oh my gosh, thank God we had this already set up because yeah. it, for our community, I think it's needed to open up the discussion and let's talk about mental health and what I when I say let's talk about it, let's talk about what it we didn't think it looked like. You get what I mean? Anyone yep. could have gone on either um, Ian's or um, Kirsten, Chesley. I'm saying her name wrong, <laughs> Chelsea, um, Chesley's uh, page or looked at their outward appearance on social media and would have never known what they were dealing with. And I think it was a wake up call for our community to like, don't judge a book by its cover. Like really, at all. No, you never know what people are going through. And Is I'm- that- Go ahead. Sorry. I'm not saying like the, the conversation needed to, it opened up the dialogue. Right. And I think that, so I always, this, this phrase that I've coined is stigma dies when we share, right? The, mm. the power yeah. of a stigma, it is reduced mm-hmm. when we share yeah. our stories. Mm-hmm. And so to, you know, hear kind of some of the stuff that's come out recently about what Chesley have been experiencing and probably um, Ian as well, is that high mm-hmm. functioning depression you know, the high functioning anxiety. I know as an individual, so I'm, moment of disclosure, Mm -hmm. I'm a licensed professional, I'm a licensed mental health professional, and I have a diagnosis of generalized anxiety, which is something Mm -hmm. that I work through every day. Mm -hmm. My therapist, Ronelda Robeson, is amazing, (laughs) and has helped me get through some really low moments, you know, living abroad and contending with what that looks like. But it's really important for us to be able to engage in these conversations because something that you said was not even knowing what it looks like, right? Yeah. 
And not even being checking in with ourselves enough to know something isn't right and being comfortable enough to reach out to that constellation of care um, to seek the available support. Yes, because I I dealt with high functioning depression for sure after my dad passed. Mm. I mean, I am so grateful. Um, And what it looked like for me was um, I would go, I used to fly for work. And I would travel to, from Atlanta, either California or London. I had international, the client was both. And um, so on the outside world at the client site, you know, I was doing what I needed to do. I was showing up. I was doing my presenting to anyone else on maybe social media. Oh, she traveling over the world. She going right. here, she going here, flying business class. Obviously the company's paying for it. Everything looked good. But what I would do when I would come home, I would go in the house. And I would literally not interact with humans for like three days until I had to fly out again. Wow. If that makes any sense, because I would just sit in my room in darkness um, or sit on my couch in darkness and just cry. Cause I was, you know, I hadn't learned effectively how to cope with the loss of my dad because, you know, it's, it's you know, I didn't even have the, it wasn't a bad relationship, but I didn't have a strong relationship with my father. Right. right? And, um, and, and then because his, the loss of his life was forcing me to evaluate my own. And then I had become obsessed with my own health. Um, and so all these things were colliding. And so to the outside world, like everything was fine, but I was in a really dark space. Um, I wouldn't say I was suicidal. I had, I was just numbed to the world, right? Yeah. So I was going through the motions. And one day I was sitting on the couch and I just couldn't stop crying. I was like, get my, got my phone. And I was like, I'm going to find a therapist today. <laughs> And um, I use a virtual therapist. It's a virtual um, app called Doctor on Demand, mm-hmm. and it allows you to um, see your therapist virtually. So I don't even see my therapist in person. But the reason that that's helpful is that someone who travels and lives abroad, I was able to keep my therapist when I moved abroad. Exactly. Um, so that's just a resource for people. And what I like about the app is one, I can literally see what the person looks like. If you know what I mean, like before I schedule with them and yeah. Google and do some research about the person beforehand, yeah. just so that I make sure I'm picking a therapist aligned with the type of help that I need. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it was a really, really, really low period for me. That that was probably, yeah, I would say that that was the 2018, yeah, probably the lowest. But it's it's what's crazy is even during that, and when I say high functioning, because that put me into grind mode to save aggressively for my gap year to know that I was going to quit. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was high functioning because, like I said, I was still getting shit done. <laughs> so I was doing what I had to do because I, I feel like I didn't have a choice. Um, yeah. And I so desperately wanted to leave the state, the United States, um, because of some other things that happened. And so in my mind, I was like, I know it feels, uh, you feel like isolated. Imagine having an amazing support system. And I still, you get what I mean, was depressed. So it's not just the access to the support system. It's just like a lot of things happening at once. And I do think that my health, which again, the U.S. was causing my health to be horrible um, and having so many horrible doctor's experiences because um, I have something called Chiari malformation. And so it uh, causes you to black out sometime um, and you have a wishing in your ears. So it's other, it's, it causes neuro- neurological issues mm-hmm. um, and sleep issues and all this stuff. So it was just compounding, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm in a toxic ass environment. That's part of the reason why this shit is like, you know, the way it is right now. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm saying, I'm sharing all this because it was like- Thank you. That being able to- get help one um is what got me out of it yeah because even with the love of my mother was not enough and I'm sorry I want to share this too 
we also cannot hold ourselves accountable for other people's mental health. And what I mean by that is you cannot love someone out of a depression sometimes. So this is why I advocate for licensed professionals people should seek help from because even the love of people, I mean, I have unconditional love from so many people in my life. It still wasn't enough to get me out of that depression. Yeah. So don't, um, if you know someone who's going through it and you see signs of it or, you know, don't hold yourself accountable, but do try to at least equip them or somehow give them access to or help them find access to a licensed therapist. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for being so transparent. Like I always say that the things that we encounter is going to help unlock the healing for others. Our pain is not, our pain has purpose. It does not feel good when you go through it. But when you are able to come out on the other side of these challenging situations and know that you've done something for yourself that was very difficult, but rewarding, it's just another level of like just, just power. Um, yeah, empowering. Yeah, it's really empowering. Right. And you make it, yeah, because that low moment, I'm like, I made it though. I made it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That shit is not fun at all. Uh, it, it, it was so many months. Man, I like 2018 was just, oh, it was a year. It wasn't my 20, well, most of us 2020 was my 2018. Yeah. 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 But the fact that you can, and the not but, but and the fact that you can Mm -hmm. sit and you can reflect on as challenging as it was, how not that you needed to go through it, but the Mm -hmm. fact that you were able to get through it and see yourself on the other side, it's just another another level of knowing what you are fully capable of and giving yourself permission to again, seek the support that's available to you. Um, One of the statements that you made about not being responsible for somebody else's mental health is something that I definitely have to touch on. We Mm -hmm. feel so sometimes entitled to other people's pain because Mm. it gives us a window, a door, you know, Mm -hmm. out of dealing with our own. Trauma bonding. That trauma (laughs) bonding is real. And it's Mm -hmm. like my mama's, and I'm like you, my mama's prayers cannot cure this anxiety. Mm-hmm. I believe in God, but I can't pray anxiety mm-hmm. away, but mm-hmm. I can pray and go see a therapist. And if I need to take medication, oh. I can do that too. All of it's okay. So I think yeah. it's really helping our community to shift our attitudes about what does your individualized support and treatment look like? And knowing yeah. that those people closest to you can be a part of your healing process, but they cannot yes. heal you. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like they're a part of the process, yeah. but you cannot um, attach the success of you overcoming something to them. Just like no. community is a part of the process of being abroad, but you cannot attach your happiness abroad to that community, if that exactly. makes any sense. Like, exactly. That's the it as a word. resource, but don't let it be the integral thing that you have to be grounded in. You know right. what I mean? With right. Other outside external things. Ground exactly. yourself internally. You exactly. And a lot of that comes from, every, everything literally comes from a person's childhood, right? You know, not knowing that you have permission to do this thing for yourself, not knowing that you're good enough to reach out for that help that's available to you, whether you can afford it or not, right? There are resources abound um, for us to be able to, you know, seek the support, the appropriate license support, and whatever other culturally appropriate holistic means of wellness that we can tap into 
And as we do this work, we also educate our loved ones and our community yes. that you too um, can benefit from doing big or small things to help put you in yes. a better mental health um, and wellness space. Exactly. And that's why I love these discussions, because even with sharing the app that I use, with sharing, you know, I know you shared a ton of resources, which I actually feel like I need to update and add on your expectations. I just thought about it. Okay. Um, you know, you share resources, you shared, re you share free resources. Um, so, you know, people, like I say, leverage your community to get access sometimes in case you don't know, but yeah. also do the work and go online. You know, like I literally sat there and I mean, I went through a couple of apps before I landed on this one um because I was looking for a certain type of um therapist yeah and I you again you gotta you gotta do the work still to, to find one. I know and you may not love your first therapist um you know so you may have to you know, have a therapist and maybe try someone else um I this isn't my first therapist in general in life but it's my first therapist as an adult yeah. and um she's phenomenal I, I really, but again I did research like I looked up like okay what is this person like you know I wanted someone who's gonna be more holistic versus like recommend you know meds to me right so yeah. you gotta find someone aligned to what you think may work for you or whatever yeah. um like you don't want to like let's say you don't want to pick someone who they're all about holistic methods and you're like no give me the meds you know like so you gotta figure <laughs> out um, what works right. for you and, and try to find a therapist that's um you know can accommodate exactly you have to be in the driver's seat of your, your healing right we can, again we can't attribute it to somebody else they're just a part of the process oh. and any good therapist will tell you that i am not responsible for mm -hmm. your healing journey i am a conduit to help you do what is Quit. best for you it's different yeah like i can give you tools yes you need to, what they say you can take the horse to you the lead world, the horse the water but you cannot make that mug drink <laughs> I'm so good for messing up a quote, but yes, that's the right way to say it. You know, we oh, have yeah. just, uh, I'm sorry, just a few more questions. I know, you know, I don't want to run over to, but the conversation is so good. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I kept my schedule open for this combo because I was like, I really. Listen, when we talk, <laughs> we can talk, okay? We can talk. <laughs> you know, I'm curious, when you think of, what are some of the ways that you believe our culture just, endows us with ways to get through things overcome support one another oh okay first of all this is something to me that is special and unique about black the black community i love the way we turn moments that would normally break most people down into we find the little moments of joy right yeah. you get what i mean you take yeah. even you go back to slavery right they gave us the worst parts of the animal we made soul food you get what i mean yeah. like you know the way that through music we connect with each other across yeah. the globe and that our music really like influences so many other cultures our food as well are here like there is something very unique about how we have taken the struggle and we have made it something to celebrate if that makes any sense mm -hmm. so i love the universal head nod you know <laughs> there's an understanding everywhere uh, yeah except for the uk i'm like y'all i look i'm, I'm like <laughs> I was trying to go in the first place. I'm like, y'all don't do the universal head nod. Um, but, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where um, sometimes I'm reading like Twitter threads and stuff and it's about like our community. It's like an inside joke, right? Yes. And I love that about us. And I love the fact that for many of us, despite the fact of how we are treated externally by other people and other cultures, I would choose to be Black any day, all day. You know what I mean? Like I would never choose to be any other race. Yeah. And I love that about us. So I mean, cause there's a certain richness in our experiences. And I love the fact that we can be pro-black without being anti-other races, if that exactly. makes any sense. Exactly. Like, you know, I can be very proud of my blackness, but it's not 
to the detriment or me tearing down other races. Right. Like I think every race should find things that they're proud of and should honor that. But you shouldn't have to honor it by tearing down somebody else's race. If that makes exactly. sense. I yeah, absolutely so, agree with that. So, yeah. you know, ooh, something that you said was we find the joy mm-hmm. in the difficult moments. And yeah. just even living abroad, you have to be mm-hmm. able to do that. Again, it yeah, takes me to the whole, what are you seeking? What I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working toward the presence of joy in my life, even though things yeah. seem to be falling apart, right? But yeah. sometimes things have to fall apart and break up in order for them to fall, to be, appropriately pieced together Together. yes yes and you got to honor those moments and there's seasons as well like one of the things that I noticed like moving abroad you're going to have your seasons right you know you got that fresh when you first get here you're all excited you know meeting people everything and then you had a period of like shit's getting real because you got to go sometimes (laughs) you know and then you have that period sometimes of like, okay, I'm here, I'm settled, and you, yeah. you know, may find yourself coasting a bit, you know, meaning like you're still enjoying yourself, but it's not as exciting as it may have been when you first got here. Right. I honor all those seasons, and I love them all for different reasons, you know, yeah. the excitement part, the part where I'm just chilling, the part where I'm like, ah, frustrating, you know, exactly. because again, it makes it makes it worthwhile. It's such a really interesting journey. Um, and you find yourself learning a lot about yourself through these experiences too, because I've learned so much about myself. Like I never thought I was an outdoor person. I am. I'm an outdoor person. I never thought I was an outdoor person, but living abroad and enjoying being outside and just breathing in fresh air, going on hikes. I never did that in the States. Seriously. Yeah. I never thought I was a beach person. Again, I am. Girl, yes, I don't like being <laughs> in the water, but I'll be on that. Yeah. I'll be on the beach all day reading. Oh, I never thought up. I was a beach person. That's what I'm saying. So it's like it's like you you really do discover new ways, and we evolve. So yeah. you know, maybe it was true when I was younger. I wasn't a beach person, but I am now, and maybe exactly. I wasn't an outdoor person. But again, it's giving yourself the grace and opportunity to evolve, and by being um in these on foreign spaces. It's like sometimes you are able to tap into these things because your environment has changed or you're around exactly. meeting new people who are exposing you to new things and new ways of life are just, Charlene, come on this hike. I'm like, mm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden loving it, right? Exactly. So, yeah, that's why I'm like, you know, I, I love the overseas experience because it's not just about <clears throat> being able to gloat about how great it is and all that stuff, but it's also like, it's learning for me. Like I'm learning a lot about myself out here. Yeah, I really like that. I think, you know, you said, you know, you'll be, you'll come in contact with people that kind of expand your horizons. I think one of the yeah. key things to that is that you have to choose that, right? You have yeah. to choose to be open yeah. to these things <laughs> that people are giving you. It's honestly kind of like shedding. And then, you know, you stated how maybe at 18, that wasn't your thing, right? Because your environment was not conducive to engaging in that space. It wasn't, yeah. But now that you've chosen, to call mm-hmm. Portugal home, and then you are—you have these things that are readily available to you. It is a constant yeah. shedding of the old thing that we never mm-hmm. thought that we would engage in. A shedding of, yeah. you know, not giving ourselves permission to be happy in the midst yeah. of whatever, um, yeah. and just being able to connect with different parts of yourself that we yeah. sometimes don't even know are there. But when you are in this yeah. place, it just like it—it it births this just new level of awareness and 
um, like just just the level of different spirits. Hell, I I know what I'm trying exactly. to say. I cannot articulate. No, no, I get exactly the sentiment of what you're saying. It's like you are put in a position where because of being in this new environment around new people, you can tap into things you've never was tapping into yes. because they weren't ignited. They weren't activated, right? Yeah. Like, yes. you know, like where am I going to be? I mean, I'm sure there are opportunities to hike in, I, like I said, we live in Detroit and then in the suburbs of Southfield, but like, I just never went hiking, right? Like right. I just never, never did it. And, and, and even I remember after leaving London, coming back to Atlanta, Atlanta has some nice hiking trails. And again, it was after being abroad, I was like, ooh, let me check this out, you know? And I would have never done that on my own, right? But it was after yeah. being exposed to hiking opportunities while I was in the UK that I felt like, or through traveling, that I was like, oh, this is dope. Yeah. You know? And it's actually fun. And I found myself being so much more adventurous and being an outdoors person. And I was like, is this really me? It is. <laughs> like, I love, new normal. I, love, I love the outdoors now. Yeah. yeah. And it's good for your mental health. That's one of the things yeah. that, you know, we tell clients is if you notice that you are, lethargic, not much energy, not really engaged, get outside. Get outside, soak yes. up the sun, nature. Sunshine. Yes, yes, yes. I gotta tell like people, man, I, I mean, I know whatever, they've done a ton of studies, but like real talk, yeah. give yourself access to sunshine. If you live somewhere Every where day. there's not a lot of sun, I don't even know what you should do. But if for those of you who have some level of sun and when you're picking a place to live, try to find a place that has natural light. Yes, it makes a world of difference. Um, and I'm saying this as someone who lived in London, didn't have a lot of natural light in the place I was staying to moving here now and having so much natural light that like, I really need to turn on my lights. And yeah. really apart from it. So it's really, it makes a difference though. Like it's yeah. hard to just sleep in in the bed all day when like the sun is beaming through. It makes a difference. Um, So your environment just definitely helps. Yeah. It is. And that's a part of doing the homework, like doing the research yeah. about what part of the world is going to be conducive to your growth yeah. as a person. Um, yeah. You don't have to go somewhere. Well, I would imagine if you're told to go somewhere, that'd be different, but you can still find yeah. ways to make it work. But if you are yeah. choosing to embark on this journey, like, the world is yours and exactly. really place that makes sense for you. Exactly. But it cannot be, well, I know that there are people that they just pick up, they move on a whim. I mm -hmm. am not that person. I don't no, believe I that most black people that I know don't mm -hmm. really do that. Right. So well, plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like do your due diligence, do your homework and be yes. open to all of the potential experiences, good and bad, because it's not all gravy every day um, yeah. that you can encounter. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, so one, what do you think, what do you hope when it comes to like the preferred future, best mm -hmm. hopes for mental health in our community as Black people everywhere mm -hmm. in the world? What, what would your best hopes be? For one, I would love to see more Black licensed professionals in this space. Yes. I 100% believe that no matter how empathetic you are and how caring, how you move through the world does influence your perspectives yeah. oh, and yeah. your ability to relate and connect and help people. So not saying that all Black therapists are going to be great for Black people, right. but I do think that Black people need Black therapists, if that makes any sense. I 100% agree, um, and I understand. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not it's not to say that um I mean I've had therapists, I've had an Indian therapist before when I was in grad school, um, and a white therapist, like well actually I went to a white therapist once um when I was younger. 
And um, I, I really do, from those experiences, those three different experiences, now I have a Black therapist, um, female therapist, I 100% wholeheartedly believe that um, not everyone, but most Black people should go to a Black therapist. <laughs> so I would love to see more um, therapists, yeah. Fabulous. Like I know, like even in, in Houston, um, there's an organization called Melanin and Mental Health, two Black women, one uh -huh. Black Latina. And the whole uh -huh. concept is to change the face of therapy, not only on yes. the couch, but in front of the couch. It's, you know, yes. we just have a different level of understanding. And that again, does not take away from any other professional. No, it doesn't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when it comes to being multicultural, cultural, you know, the level of culture competence yes. is that every therapist, black, Indian, white, Asian, you know, Hispanic and otherwise should have, um, mm -hmm. It's just really important to know that there's that you have the ability to get through whatever yeah. it is that you are currently experiencing and that there are people that understand that without even needing to be explained. Exactly, because I remember my therapist in grad school, the reason I stopped going to her, when I would, she would like sit on the edge of her seat listening to me talk to her about things and as if it was like, um, like, like a show, show. Yeah. yeah and then she would like open everything up and she never closed it you know um so she was open up all these raw emotions and say things and make me feel worse and never close them out and um and I was like part of this is a lack of her her inability to help me was part of it to me there was some lack of cultural understanding if that made any sense mm -hmm. our, sorry, cultural context maybe that's a better way to say it there was a cultural context that was missing and so there was a disconnect and so after those experiences I just I was really grounded in like, I need a black therapist. <laughs> and that's why when I finally did again, all the way until I didn't, that was, I was like 20, my young twenties back then, but it wasn't until like 15 plus years. It was some time later before I got another therapist. Yeah. Um, and that's how I made sure I got a black. And I get a female because some of the things, you know, that I wanted to talk about, I wanted a female's perspective. As exactly. Well. So if, you know, whomever's watching and listening, which hopefully it's lots of people, um, yes. <laughs> there are so many resources available when it comes to seeking familiar faces, you know, yeah. similar experiences in your licensed profession. Licensed keyword. Please make sure people are licensed. Yes. So I want to kind of shift to impact, right? I, the things that you are passionate about at this stage in your life. Mm -hmm. What is the impact that you believe you are making and that you would like to make into the future when it comes to the work that you're doing? Oh man, so much. So I have such big visions for expat and just my life in general. Um, one of the things that I really want people, regardless of race, like live life on your own terms, really genuinely evaluate what you want in life. Um, without anyone else's outside influence on your decision like it just it's so hard to do that because we live in a world where they want you to have a certain type of job they want you to be married by a certain age to have kids by a certain age live in a big house you may not even want a big house yeah but the expectations in the way that we're socialized so like really genuinely think about what type of life you want to live and start working towards that lifestyle right um 
The other thing, and it takes time, right? Nothing happens overnight. The other impact I would love to have is just for people to see the beauty and the richness in our stories um, through these international experiences and to, I really want to challenge, right? You know, like the fact that like, oh, black people don't do that. Yes, we do. Like, yes, we do. We travel abroad, we swim, we thrive, we're entrepreneurs. You get what I mean? Like we do so much. And um, so impact wise, I want not just for us to see ourselves abroad, but for the rest of the world to see us as well. And that's why in the app, I focus so much on these features because I'm like, it's, it's about taking our stories and putting them out there mainstream so that people can really be inspired. And it's not just about like, like, how, it put this way, if you live in a country where the only way people see people who look like you is online and on TV and it's negative, that does influence how you get treated, opportunities that are gonna be extended to you. Yep. So I wanna change the narrative to more positive because there's so much beauty in our experiences and who we are and how diverse we are as a community, but that's not shown in mainstream media sometimes. And so because of that, especially in certain areas, like I know in Asia, like people coming up trying to take photos and stuff because you know they think you're a celebrity like only a black celebrity could afford to be here right <laughs> and it's like i i, I wanted i don't want it to be uncommon for someone to see a black person in asia or yeah. parts of asia you know what i mean i don't want it to be uncommon for someone to see a black woman choosing herself instead of corporate america in money i don't want that to be uncommon i actually want to make it more you know so just changing impact wise i wanted to help change that narrative some of these false narratives right um, and then the other thing, like really long term, so I guess I can share it here because it's like I'm putting on universe. I'm like, I'm not afraid anymore yes, to share it. I'm going to be working on, it's actually my first time talking about this publicly, but I'm working on an expat world tour. So I'll be going around on the ground to these different communities, um, talking to our expat communities in person, um, filming a documentary because I want to really, really get our stories out there on really on much bigger platforms. So I can't wait. I have a whole list. I'm working on partnerships um, to help support. Obviously, you need funding for something like this. And, you will get and it. I can't wait to put our stories on the big screen. Like, um, because as I get to meet more people, it's too good for it not to be shared. It's so much inspiration. I look at Margot's story. I'm very impressed. I look at Julie's story. Very like there's so many women here. Sin's story. You know, um, and, and, and it's... it's it's so much richness in our experiences and I just want to share it with the world. So that is like a part of the, the bigger platform. Oh my God. Okay. I, so I, I just got to interject. <laughs> so like uncanny because I swear to God that I was having the same dream not a week ago where it was like I was on a plane going somewhere else in the world we about to be talking about mental health and expats and like a show or we can like get it out to the world because this is needed and girl listen yes (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's nothing so I can share this with you like and the reason I feel comfortable sharing it because sometimes I hold things close to my heart because I'm like I don't want anyone to steal my idea and I'm like no no it's no no I'm talking about I'm talking about like before why I wouldn't share but the reason I'm sharing it with you is because I was like we have to get in a mental space of abundance and understanding that all of us can do these stories you get what I'm trying to say all of us can do the you know how many people have podcasts have um you know pages and stuff dedicated to being black and abroad it's like yes celebrate all of them and there's space for all of us because these stories need to be told because guess what each of us has something unique to bring to the table exactly right I would love to watch a show like that literally and so it's like I'm scared to share it because 
you know, and I've shared it privately. So I'm like, oh, so and so is working on this. I'm like, that's great. And I'm still going to do it too. You get what I'm, I'm trying to say? Because we all have something new to offer. And it's amazing that, like, like I, there's something bubbling up. And I just, you know, I want to capture it. I want to capture it because it's, it's quite amazing and impressive to me. Not that Black people haven't been traveling abroad before and living abroad. It's the living abroad part that um, to me is getting more visibility now. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's, it is a movement of visibility of us. I mean, it's the visibility increasing, not that we've never been, you know, living right. abroad. I mean, right. you know, we did a, like, we did that uh, expat video showing all people who moved abroad before us, you know, the, yeah. the ancestors who, you know, trailblazed for us. So yeah. I know we've been doing this, but it's the visibility that's changing right. and the way in which we're going about not everyone's trying to escape racism. Some of us just want joy, right? But yeah. it's not necessarily leaving and running away from something. Some people are just like, they move abroad for love. They move abroad because they just want to check out a new place and learn a new culture, learn a new language. So I want those stories to be shared and I cannot wait. Um, these things take some time, um, but I cannot wait to get to a point where I can actually share uh, these, you know, these stories with everybody because our community is... I'm so freaking excited. You know, <laughs> whenever I make more money, I will do whatever I can. <laughs> it's so weird. My mom was just like, I see it happening, but it, it just feels yes. like is this there's this like this this fire brimming underneath yes. all of the possible. And you're already doing the work. You may not even realize it. What you're doing right now is already laying the foundation for it. You know? I accept that. Yeah. No, it's already, it's already, the wheels are already turning, the foundation's already, listen, brick by brick, it happens, it happens, and I can't, and the thing is, I'm, even if I don't get funding, guess who's going to go out there and do the documentary still, I am, I believe that much in it. One of my closest friends is a director who does documentary, so I will, I know, I know. that's the other reason why I'm like, share it, because you never know what resources are available, exactly. um, once you I'll can, make sure so. that you her connect, yeah. um, Thank you. Amazing. I can't wait. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Like it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it myself. If I, have, if I have to go out there with my iPhone on the ground and, and you get what I'm trying to say, yeah. the footage, then and, and be in Canva trying to put it together. <laughs> it's going to happen because I just once yeah, my mind is set on something. Yeah, I'm gonna say once my mind is set on something, I'm going to do it, and so it, it's happening. Yeah, it may not be today, whatever, but you get what I mean. Like yeah. I'm gonna do what I need to do because I really wholeheartedly believe in the power of our stories, oh. and ultimate, ultimate impact. My goal is to be a philanthropist so that I'm the one writing the checks and not having to ask for permission for money for other people exactly. um, to support study abroad more because that's one of the biggest um, and most impactful ways to get our community abroad yeah. and to support non-traditional gap years so people who may be in their 40s or 50s who want to take a career break but they don't necessarily have the funding to do so um i would you know again my long long-term goal is to be in a position financially to be able to provide these opportunities for people because yeah. i know how life-changing it is from my own personal experience and i'm like i feel very equipped to lead that charge you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. listen Whenever you get like the mechanics, whatever, I will do whatever I can to support because oh no, like, Beijing already on the list. But I was like, I gotta get invited. I was looking up the, the um how to get. I think I gotta get invited like visa wise and stuff like that. So kind of. yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, but it's on it's on the list, and I I have it's um definitely on the list. So is Hong Kong, but Hong Kong I can go to, but I think yeah. for Beijing I would need to be invited. Yeah, now, two so. and a half years. If you come <laughs> Then it's gonna be my exit. It's <laughs> the same. 
Um, oh, no. I'm making my way to Portugal. Okay. Um, yes. No. Listen, Portugal welcome you with open arms. It's such a dope community out here. I'm telling girl, you, it's I'm it's so really excited. Really oh, I'm just so excited. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. How do you believe that you tapped into your gifts, your strengths, you know, in order to hold space for people to, you know, to create opportunities for others in our community? Well, I know, like for example, I went to Spelman on scholarship. Right. That's the only way I could have afforded Spelman um, was through the kindness extended to me by others through scholarship and then grad school scholarship or fellowship. So for me, like I am paying it forward because I'm here because of the kindness of other people who financially helped me secure like the funding that I needed to, you know, live out my dreams and do what I needed to do. Um, And it would be like almost shameful not to pay it forward, right? Like it'd be kind of audacious. Like, you know, the world has poured so much into me. Um, And obviously I worked hard for those scholarships. They were academic scholarships, but it doesn't change the fact that someone somewhere thought enough of other people to open up the door for other people. So as as I'm on this journey, I'm definitely going to keep opening the door for other people because I know for a fact I am here because somebody else did this for me, you know? Um, It's total strength. People I don't even know, right, have taken their hard-earned money to ensure, of all races, right, Um, to ensure that I was provided with a certain opportunity. And that's one more thing I want to kind of talk about because I'm very pro-Black, but it doesn't mean I'm anti-other races. And so, like, the resources shared, the opportunities shared, anyone can benefit from them, but I'm focusing on the Black community, right? But if other people come on the app or read a expat watch expat chats or watch a documentary or whatever and they enjoy it like so be it like I you know you're more than welcome to but I just want to be clear about like you know my focus will will be the the black community because I'm black and that is um the place from which I understand what our struggles are and also what our opportunities are as well so I'm just I'm excited like I'm really excited about life and that's why I can open space for others because I know that it's the gift that keeps giving I'm poured into so much and the community is the one who has opened up opportunities for me as well. The CNBC feature that helped uh, expat grow so much that was shared with me by not just one, two different people, you know, connecting me with the director Mm -hmm. with the opportunity. Right. And it was a community, um, the travel to war feature. Again, the community is the one who connected me to opportunity. And so these things help grow our platform. I don't take it for granted that the community is looking out for me, right? As much as I'm looking out for them, they're looking out for me too. And that's why I do feel people like, you should charge for the app and all these other things. And I'm like, listen, finances are one of the biggest reasons why we don't go abroad. I'm not going to go put that barrier, you know what I mean? Over the information, access to the information. Yeah. Um, I will find other ways. And I believe in it enough that, as I said, I, I invest my own money into the app, into building it and keeping it going. So I wholeheartedly believe in the, the, the application in the community, but also I feel a responsibility to pay it forward because of the fact that somebody paid it for it for me, you know? <laughs> mm. Yeah. If, I can't even, I don't even have a follow-up. All I can say is like, when you've been gifted with so much, it is our responsibility to pass that on. It is right? 100%. Like, look, think about it. You could have easily done a YouTube channel on just, um, or shared a pop on just your experience, but no, you opened up your platform to allow other people to do that. And that is impressive to me because so many people will just have a self-centered, you know, focused platform, but it's like, no, you're taking your gift and you're opening it up so that other people can share their gifts. And it's really, really powerful because exponentially 
you're able to allow the benefits of your gift to reach more people and other people's gifts, right? You know, and yeah, you, yeah, and the power you put this way, it's other people's stories that have helped me get to where I am because I found inspiration um, through other people's journeys. So this is why I'm like sharing these stories, focusing on the mental health is genius, right? Because it's an area I don't know anyone else. People focus on like thriving and feeling good and things like that. But I'm talking about like, you know what I mean? Like a licensed yeah. therapist. Yeah. So you, you're, you're in a lane that you're able to carve out for yourself. And it's something that we need, you yeah. know? And I'm so, I'm so grateful for it because it keeps the conversation going in a way that is organic and that our community can relate to. You know, we, yeah. we you know what I mean? I totally know <laughs> um, what you mean. And I appreciate yeah. that accolade. It's every story is different. Yet oh, every story is the same. Like mm-hmm. there are through lines in mm-hmm. every conversation that I've had, but they've all been super unique. And it just yes. really makes me think about, you know, again, back to your comment about because you've been poured into so much, it's only the right thing to do, to do yeah. it, right? It makes me think about just, we are, our foundation is strong. I, look who I'm wearing. I mean, uh-huh. seriously, <laughs> the, the level of fortitude and yes. strength and just perseverance that she's had to have to pass down to generations. We are literally walking on the foundation that generations of men, women, children, people have laid for us. And so it's like, what does it look like to first off, accept that we have a responsibility to continue (laughs) forward and know that whatever our gift is, it is enough. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's yours. Yeah. Even if 30 million people come out and say they're doing a documentary about black people being abroad tomorrow, I will support it. Do you want to know why I want our, I genuinely want our stories to be shared yeah. and it's a greater opportunity that that will happen if more people are doing it. Yeah. Um, and so I say that to encourage people when you all see someone maybe doing something that you feel like you're doing, don't go into the scarcity mindset. Do not please embrace and open leave space open for other people to thrive too. Yeah. Seriously. Exactly. It doesn't dim your light anymore. You know what I mean? Because somebody else light. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, it, it it's not pie. Anymore. It's not pie. Yeah, if, yeah. if you take it, that means I don't yeah. get it. It's not like that at all. There is yeah. enough abundance Everybody. Yeah. for I, everyone to do well. Oh my gosh. I've had so many people reach out to me like, oh, I'm trying to build an app, but not so many. I've had a few people reach out to me saying like they want to build an app for expats, but because I built one, now they don't want to do it. And I'm like, that makes no sense. Do you know how many Burger Kings, McDonald's there are? You know how many? Look at um, Rihanna with Fenty Beauty, right? And lingerie. Like, like you, you cannot, you don't have to be the first. You don't even got to be the best, to be honest. <laughs> but do what you've been called to do. Stop comparing yourself to other people because there's something unique about what you're going to do. Okay, Expat App has a directory. Maybe yours has amazing travel guides. I mean, uh, Expat guides for people to help them get settled, right? Right? Like, you never know. So I'm telling people, like, do the thing you've been called to do and stop getting discouraged because some something somebody said or something somebody else is doing. Right. You know, it makes me, it makes me think about, cause you know, I had, I had trepidations about doing, I don't, I am so reluctant to call it a podcast when essentially that's what it is. I just don't have yeah. the audio part figured out yet. Right. My mom yeah. was like, you know, she always says never despise the day of humble beginnings. If you cannot be excellent with the little that you have, you are not ever going to get the abundance that is literally waiting there for you. 
Girl, yes. I've been in my head so much about, but I'm just in my apartment and it's this and my camera like oh. there. And then I was like, right oh, hello, Kendall. Because <laughs> everybody gotta start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere. Every listen, because guess what? This is literally, I guarantee if you were to talk to all the people who have, you know, the big podcast, whatever now, guess where they started? With yeah. one following one podcast. Some people in the freaking um in the closet because it has the best audio I've heard. You get what I mean? <laughs> oh, like um, expat started on sticky notes. I'm not even being funny. I sticky notes that I was positioning and I'm like, okay, do this here. Like, man, respect the humble beginners, respect the game. Like you, there's a certain part of the process that there is no shortcut. Yeah. There's no shortcut and you just got to do the work. I think we do a bit of a disservice when we don't show the work, but the reason I haven't shown a lot of the work because I'm doing it and I don't have time to be sitting there video recording. <laughs> so, so, but if you talk to me, I'll tell you like, yeah, yeah. hella work goes into this, you know, like yeah. um, I outsourced the development for the app because I realized from a previous app that I tried to build that me building it myself was not a time, working on my timeline that I wanted to right. work on. So also know how to outsource, I would say. Exactly. Sometimes, um, yeah, we will try to do and be all things and do everything. And it's not scalable or sustainable to do everything. It's yeah. not. I so with you saying that, it makes me think mm. the power of writing, right? Or you know, blogging oh, yes. or whatever. So that because yeah. what we're doing right now is literally the manual for somebody else's success. Yes, yes, yes. And you gotta just do the work. Um, even when like for expat chats. I promised myself, I was like, okay, Charlene, you need to like, don't ever, like, no matter what you're doing, don't stop that. That is something that people get value from. So even if you do do an app, don't stop expat chats, right? Um, and, and, and find ways to keep it, you know, going pretty much so that even if I'm not the one interviewing, I can have someone else, you know, interview people, but I want to keep it going, you know, yeah. as long as possible forever. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing the story. So there's, there's actually so many stories. I mean, I have yeah, it's quite a lot of people <laughs> um, stories to share. So you never know. I say start, you know, start with where you are today. Um, don't get discouraged looking at someone else's um, where they're at because, you know, we all started with zero followers at some point. We all started with zero podcasts, zero episodes, chats or whatever, and um, zero people on the app, you know. <laughs> yeah. I remember when it was just 10 people on there. Um, yeah. So really you have to, and um, I read a quote once and I really loved it. And it was about, you know, be okay with doing the work when no one's clapping, applauding, or acknowledging it, right? Yeah. Because um, that will keep you going. If, okay, put it this way. If you posting and everything is only like, oh, if I don't get a certain number of views or enough people don't like this, I'm going to take it down or I'm going to stop. I'm like, no, you got to keep going because it takes yeah. time for these things to grow. Um, and then, right though. Yeah, there was this guy called um, Marty Woodward. He has, a, I follow him on IG, I don't know him, but he said, most people aren't afraid of failure, they're afraid of public failure. And the reason that I love that quote so much is because that's me. I have hoarded information that I know I could share about travel um, because I was too afraid of it not being received by people a certain way. And or I didn't want people to think I was bragging. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Imagine how many people you could have helped with your guides. You know what I mean? From yeah. your, your travel experiences, if you would have just shared what you, you know, what you did. Exactly. So I think it's important to, again, one, do the work, but two, don't let outside influences stop you from doing what you've been called to do or discourage you. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, yeah. I'm with that. It's, it's, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, 
I fully agree. So yeah. we've come to the part, oh, I just, we could talk forever, honestly. I know. <laughs> so, so we've come to the part where I like to do a little wraparound of questions. So we'll do that. And then I'll give you your last words. And then we will say au revoir. So how do you say bye in Portuguese? Oh, ciao. Say <laughs> ciao. Like uh, <laughs> to the Black and Abroad audience. But So are you ready for the rapid round? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. What is one word that you would use to describe yourself? Free. Ooh, girl, yes. Okay. <laughs> Favorite country to visit? Ooh. Oh, God, this is Jamaica. Okay. Okay. Mine is definitely Bali, but I love Bali. And when you think about self-care, what is the most impactful self-care practice that you engage in? Sleep. <laughs> yes. What are you reading right now? Oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be reading. Oh, my, my thing is sitting on it. I'm supposed to be reading this book called Launch. Okay. Um, really, what is it looking at me? I don't even know the name of it. Oh, yeah, it's called Launch. Yeah. I'm supposed to be reading it, and it's currently being used to hold up my laptop for <laughs> So I'll let you know where I am at with it right now, but I will read it. <laughs> okay, we got, we got future plans. So mm -hmm. what do you love most about your culture? Oh, man, the sauce. I don't even know another word to use. We are so, like, <laughs> there's just an organic... Um, <laughs> Ah, I don't finesse. No, that's yeah. the right word to use. It's just ah. exactly. I'm saying sauce because I don't know like what other word to use. But we just we have it. The it factor. Yeah. You either have it or you don't. I love that about us. There yeah. is a universal just understanding that we have amongst each other. If you know what I mean. Yeah, so, I totally. Yeah. I got you. And the yeah. last question, or the last, you know, thing that I want to ask is if you have a favorite quote, affirmation that you'd like to share with the audience today. Go where you grow and never stop exploring. I really, really encourage people to go where you grow. If this ain't working, all right, go somewhere else. Right. You know? um, yeah. And one of the affirmations that I've recently, um, thanks to you, um, <laughs> is, you know, um, it's about grace because I'm in a period where I need to extend a lot of grace to myself and to other people. And so my affirmation is, you know, I'm going to give myself grace, especially during the times when I think I don't deserve it, because those are the times when I need it the most. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's been my affirmation. I'm so happy. Oh my God. Like, no, thank you. No, thank you for that. I remember you had a post or something. I was like, man, I need to schedule some time with Kendall because she and me together <laughs> online. Let me schedule some time with her for real, for real. So I need to schedule some time. Yeah. Listen, it has been like, I already know that this is a friendship that will last, right? Yes, oh, absolutely. It's supposed to collab on a documentary. So <laughs> because I have so many, I want to do different topics, you know, like, you know, um, you know, like families abroad, um, you know, being single abroad, LGBTQIA, abroad, you know what I mean? Within yeah. the expat community, I want to tackle all of those. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I got, yeah, you. Yeah. I got you. Listen, <laughs> I am so grateful, like beyond grateful for your time. You are the episode that has capped off season one of Black and Abroad. And I cannot be more happy about the knowledge, the the transparency the honesty and the, the, you know, the nuggets that you've just dropped today, it has been beyond amazing. 
No, and I just, I have to say to you, thank you for creating this space because there's a level of wisdom and brilliance that you have in just being able to pull that out of people. But you create such a safe space in such an organic way. And I'm like, thank you for that. Cause I don't always feel safe sharing things, but yeah. I feel very comfortable here. And we are grateful for you. And you know what I mean? Our whole community, yeah. because um, like I said, I would love to see more, you know, black therapists, you know, in, in using your platform in a way that is, global you know what I, and that's 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 very very impactful and I can't wait to just continue to see how your journey goes because I already know this is like barely scratching the surface of what you're going to continue to do that's so, cool. thank that's, you so I'm, much thank yes. you for that I'm, I yeah. I take that I accept that I no, you're, I, you're doing a phenomenal job I'm like <laughs> I was listening to um, one of the episodes and I didn't get to finish it and I was like I need to go back to that one because I was catching some gems so Bro, thank you so much Char I am Oh, I'm trying not to get emotional. All the crying is not, it's okay. It's okay, yeah. Because you know you feel like, connected. Yeah. And the universe will connect you, like I said. And I'm so grateful for Ty because of the fact yeah. that, you know, Ty really, I mean, when she reached out, I, I was like, as soon as she said it, I was like, please sign me up. Where do I sign? <laughs> so you're, you're hitting a spot that's needed in our community. And I just, I'm so glad that this is happening because, I don't think we realize like the impact of that mental piece, right? Yeah. It's critical. Yeah. Money is important, but that mental piece is so, so critical. Exactly. You want to have the mental health. You want the Lord's work right now. You don't even realize it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes. So then I want to close out by saying thank you again, Char, for this amazing, impactful episode. And thank you to everyone in the world that is watching um, Black and Abroad today, I encourage you to keep taking risks, keep impacting your communities, and most importantly, keep prioritizing your mental health. Please share this episode and the whole series with your community and know that we have so much more in store for your viewing pleasure and learning. And with that, I am going to say ciao to you all. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kendall. Thank you.